What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. This is what's trending now on The Sports Animal. What's trending on The Sports Animal right now? Super Bowl is set. Chiefs Niners also got thunder in action tonight against the Timberwolves after losing to the Detroit Pistons yesterday. Time to bring in Coach Pat Jones. How are you, Coach? Doing fine. Interesting, interesting day yesterday, wasn't it? Sure was. Saturday so was. almost killed me because there wasn't any football on, you know. And, I know it. And, and that was tough. Yeah, just trying to get ready for, you know, men- mentally get ready for these ball games yesterday. Good games. Interesting stuff. Yes, no, it certainly was. And uh, this line came out last night. It was San Francisco favored by two and within, like, Pat, 20, 30 minutes, it was down to San Francisco well, minus one. So there's, there's people who uh, wanted to go ahead and unload on the Chiefs. I was going right to say, away. so, Pat, why well, are you moving the line so much? Yeah. What, I mean, well, I, you know, heavens, <laughs> I don't know. I was just talking to, to Matt Meyer, you know, and, and let's get a – I've already had a, a, a much too early pick. That means okay. you, can, you, you can change it 14 times. You got it, yeah. We, we won't mean, hold we, you to this, but it's just a lean. Accountability. This early That's this the is, word I was looking for. This is the yeah. no accountability, yeah, right. much this too early. Much too early That's pick. right. I'm in yeah. favor. I'm in favor of this. So who you got? Kansas City 31, San Francisco 28. Okay. Okay. Uh, why, why, why is that, Coach? Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes, yeah. I, I realized Mahomes. in the middle of asking that question that it was Mahomes. probably a dumb one. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. You're, you're exactly <laughs> right. No, no. It's uh, and it all, you know, it, it's this ought to be just a, a hell of a good ball game. I mean, like those ones yesterday were, but uh, no, you know, Mahomes and and again, San Francisco, like we said, it's probably got the best roster in the league. You know, all those kinds of things. So, uh, uh, no, I, I I can't wait for this baby. No, I, I can't either. And then next week, you're kidding me, we have to go a whole week without football, but that's fine. We will uh, we will manage. We'll talk plenty about the game coming up and sure. cannot wait for that. Let's start with that Chiefs and Ravens game. I was talking early in the hour. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the first thing I said was Mahomes is is just right. incredible. And right. he is he's not the greatest of all time. That's Tom Brady, but he keeps it up, man. He's going to be on his, on his you-know-what on, on that deal yeah. because he is yeah. – Incredibly talented. Of course, you know me. I don't put Brady at the top. That's right. Who did you have number one? Remind, remind me. I might have been Stallback or one of them. Stallback mm-hmm. or, or, or That's uh, right. Montana. That's right. You know, again, if you know, it's a different. Obviously, the guy's got the most rings having coached against him and those other guys. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't put Brady at the top. He's a good player, obviously. Real good player. Well, how do we contextualize Mahomes for me? Like, where do we say he is at this point Ooh, in his buddy, career? He, he looks like, to me, you know, he's kind of a combination of – think about this now, uh, you both Mets. Kind of a combination of he, he can run around like Stallback, probably got more arm talent. You know, he, 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 can, he can run. He, he's not Lamar Jackson. He, he's, he's maybe not Montana or Steve Young quite running around, although he has got some running around in him. The, you know, the guy's got probably as much – for lack of a better way to say it, about as much magic about him. You know, this guy can do things as far as, you know, flipping the ball out there and wild-looking stuff that for him is not wild. Anybody else that does it, you're probably going to grab a hold of their face mask and say, do that again. Yeah. You know, right. he he does it, 
and you say, good job, hell of a play. You know, I mean, just to put things kind of in the way I think about things. But, but this guy, this guy's magic. You know, he, he's not the greatest runner. He's not the greatest passer. I mean, the, the, but, the, but the guy can, it just, it just does things. He is, he's an amazing, how about him, amazing player. How about him trusting? I, and I thought that this was pretty, uh, pretty cool. And, and I don't know. I don't want to go too far in this play. But mm-hmm. Marquez Valdez-Scantling just makes mm-hmm. one of the biggest mistakes you'll ever see. I think it was against the Eagles on Monday night, dropping what would have been the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. Mahomes trusted him whenever he, he needed to and, and ended up throwing the, throwing the deep ball third and nine just well, ahead of the two-minute warning. And it was a 32-yard game-sealing yeah. game. Well, you're out there with those guys every day. You know, if, if one of them, normally, if, if really, if one of them was just a complete goat, he wouldn't be playing unless you had everybody else hurt. And if if that's the case, to me, my experience with that level of quarterback, if you got one of them out there that, that you know is not a very good player, you're not going to throw it to me if it's open. Now, one of the guys I think you might be talking about, it jogged my memory, when you're talking to uh, Kadarius Tony, he's come out and say, I'm not actually hurt. They're just putting me on the injury report. So that might be one of those guys you're talking about right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't, trust a, you don't trust one of them to get out there, you know, and if you're a quarterback and all of a sudden there's a guy out there that just by osmosis that, and you don't, you're not going to throw the ball to him. Marino didn't. The good ones I've been around don't, you know, they, they, they're aware of that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, now, if you have no other options of somebody to play, well, you don't. And they're out there to practice with them every day, and they're watching how they're handling things and, you know, and what their track record has been. If a guy's a, you know, a, a Hall of Fame type player or close to it, and sure, he's, he limps around out there, but you play him, you're still going to throw him the ball. Now, if it's just some guy that can't get lined up right, or, you know, I mean, they're, again, they're in those meetings with them. If you know the guy hadn't got a lick of sense, which there's some of them out there that don't. Sure. Then, 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 then maybe you have to play him because you have nobody else if you want to go to a, a personnel grouping or something. But th- that quarterback's not going to throw in the ball. They're not going to do it. I don't care if he's open or not, if you think the guy's a knothead. Now, I asked you to kind of put Mahomes in perspective. Will you, will you do the same thing with Kelsey? Because obviously that is a guy who Mahomes trusts. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, Matt and I have talked, Matt Meyer and I have talked about this quite a bit. This era of, of things offensively with that tight end, and I coached him for eight years in the league. Now, we, we were more at that time into a legitimate end-of-the-line blocker that could make a few plays. I mean, we wanted a guy that, that again, we weren't the Lone Ranger during that era, you know, that, that, could, that could go block Bill Romanowski or hold his own with Bruce Smith. You know, we wanted a, a war daddy out there. Now, this guy is a good enough blocker to do things, and he's a pretty tough guy. It looks like he likes to hit you, but the guy's athlete enough to split out and make him an outside receiver, and he's got such a a, a good comprehension of, of what they've taught them and their their concepts of what they're doing throwing the ball and, and, and you know, got good communication, obviously, with the quarterback. Uh, he will he will go down as, as – is one of the best ones as far as being an all-purpose guy. He really will. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a hell of a player. Really, somebody asked me this this morning. You know, you really get into the to the, the Kansas City group of wide receivers. You know, that's not a particularly impressive group. No. But the, really, the best receivers they got out there are probably Kelsey and Pacheco, aren't they? Yeah, those hey, guys Mahomes trust and, and Rasheed Rice a little bit, but you know, I mean, that's that as a rookie, so yeah, yeah just yeah, not a bunch guys, of guys, you know. And you're as far yeah. as you know, like I say Valdez Scantley and Watson, and yeah. you know, when when you, you when your best receivers a a tight end and a running back, 
maybe, or your most productive, however you want to say it. But Kelsey, yeah, at the end of the day, Kelsey's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's gonna he's gonna go down as is you know one of the if not the you know depending on what your definition of that guy should be is a position wise is he's one of the best tight ends ever. Now on the same hand, in the reality is he's he's probably more of a tall wideout than he is a legitimate end of the line blocker. Although he can do it, I've seen him. He's glor- yeah. I, I mean those guys a lot of them are glorified pass catchers, big slot receivers or whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. A lot of those guys right. are. Now, I, I want to get your thoughts on the, the Ravens' mm-hmm. game plan. And I've been very complimentary of Todd Munkin mm-hmm. all year long. But help me understand why they abandoned the run in the in the intermediate passing game. I didn't understand that, Coach. See, I don't even pay attention to that. It's They know what they're doing, and I don't try to question it. I mean, they could be RPOs. They could be calling it RPOs. And you don't know, you know, a bunch of them are doing that. Munkin knows that stuff. When I say, you know, that they, do, they don't know where the ball's going until after it's snapped. Sure. So is it is it a call run? Is it a call pass? I I don't personally get into the play selection part of it. You know, the, I'm more concerned with the talent of who they're trying to get the ball to and all that kind of stuff. I don't. Uh, you know, Todd Monken's been around for a long time, and 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 they they obviously know what they're doing. But that's not what got them beat. What got them beat is Zay Flowers being a dumbass and and. And, uh, and can't catch the ball. Yeah, fumbling through yeah. the end zone, getting that personal foul, and then mm-hmm. and punching the bench yeah. and, and cutting his hand oh, open. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, hey, yeah, let me just say real quick. Uh, Todd, Todd Munkin, you, there's a lot of guys out there who know way more football than I do. Well, I just, oh, I know I, that. What I saw I is, see, is Lamar yeah. Jackson holding on to the ball way too long and, and, and nobody open well, downfield because that's the that's the, the strength of the, the Chiefs' defense is that yeah, secondary. Now, now, let me tell you this. Are you going – if you try to tell – uh, uh, you know him too much. You're overcoaching him. If if I'm sure. gonna if, I, sure. if I'm gonna tell Lamar Jackson the finer points of throwing the ball, then somebody needs to tell me to keep keep my mouth shut and just let him play. Just go play. Yeah. Hey Jackson, go play. Go do what you do. Now, sure, you know you, you drill and meet and do all these kinds of things, but you get into some of that with a guy like that, and to me, you're overcoaching one of them, which does happen with guys that want to prove how smart they are. You know, and, and yeah. everything else, but but again, it, it's a, the to me the reality of it. If if Flowers doesn't, if he holds, if he'll, if if he's any good at ball protection and doesn't get the stupid penalty, we're not having this conversation. No, the you're right. I mean, we should forefront the long list of Ravens' mistakes that ended up <laughs> ended up losing them that game. I, That's the biggest I, reason they yeah, lost the game. Yeah. So I, I, I I'm see, with you on I that. see. I see where you're coming from. You know, yeah. you think, well, you know, they're 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 running the ball pretty effectively. Why don't they stay with it again? It could be an RPO or the way they're calling it, or you know, you you, you don't know. They've seen something that 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 in this case, Kansas City was trying to do to, to to take away something, and and you come back with something else. But you know, really, I guess if you're if you're uh, not, I guess if you're if you're Baltimore, I mean, you want the hands, you want the ball in the hands of Lamar Jackson some kind of way. To me, uh, eight penalties for ninety-five uh, yards. That's in three turnovers. Five first circle. downs of the Chiefs on those penalties. Yeah, and the turnovers I, I, you mentioned. Yeah, yep. I'm look. I'm looking at the, the the team stats right now. What I had circled off this morning were nine, eight penalties for ninety-five yards and three turnovers. And then I had Zay, Zay uh, you know, Flowers hadn't got a lick of sense. And, and you know he plays the game extremely emotionally. I've watched him all season long just because I think he's a ton of fun to see. But he he plays the he needs to tone that down just a little bit. 
How, how, well, how difficult is that to do when guys play like that? You know, the thing, the thing about it, and Mad Myers heard me say this. I, I think I heard Nolan Richardson say it years ago. Emotion's fine unless you get intoxicated with it. You know, and then you get out of control. Now, how much sense the guy's got, I don't know. If you're not coaching him or not in a meeting with him, you don't know how much sense he's got. You know, he might be a he might be, you know, a miraculous mind or he could be a knothead. You know, he could be he could be either one. Don't know. At times, you know, he, he played like a knothead yesterday. The standing up over the guy and you get the penalty and all that. Hey, you know, that's for guys that get in detention all in high school. It's not for professional athletes. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with you. Uh, and, and then, you know, I mean, Detroit, crucial mistakes as, as well. Now, I, I got to get your thoughts on this. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, sure. I, I don't want to. I'm not even the guy no, who's no. second guessing a Dan Campbell oh, on going for it and fourth down. That was what got, got them to this point in the season was them, was them being as well, aggressive as they are. But what did you think about Campbell yesterday and some of his you decisions? Know, well, I had a, a former coach call me this morning already and say, do you think? I mean, I don't know whether somebody's telling them about analytics he does not impress me, and this is generalization, I understand it. He doesn't impress me as an analytical type of guy. He's a little bit kick-ass and take names. You know, I mean, in, in having, you know, interviewed him 100 years ago when he was coming out of A&M, he comes across that way. He's a pretty bright guy. But he doesn't, you know, so whether they've got somebody that has gone over analytics with him and say, okay, you know, you get into that kind. A 45 and a 47-yarder are not gimmies. Maybe he doesn't trust the kicker. You don't know. Maybe the kicker's gotten him mad. Maybe the kicker's done something. You know, maybe the kicker missed the bus or something. You know, some kind of goopy thing that, 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 that gets you irritated at the kicker. So I just, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ride it and go for it. As opposed to, again, you know, 45s and 47s are, 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 are not gimmies. Now, an NFL kicker ought to, ought to make more of them than he misses, given the field positions and the wind and all that kind of thing. But they're, they're, not, they're not gimmies. It's not like they were 15-yarders or something like that. So, you know, maybe he felt he looks like to me, and, and again, what little I've been around him, is a guy that just goes with his gut. Now, maybe somebody has somebody is, is, is obviously kept track of the analytics and they've been over that kind of stuff or, or there's somebody on the sidelines, whether they got somebody telling him stuff like that or, or do you even want your mind fogged with that sort of thing during game time? Don't know. But, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he went with his gut and, and for some reason, it, you know, uh, what have you. But, it, 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 you know, should you have – now, they – you don't know what the guy's going to make the field goal. It wasn't like it. The, there were, you know, the guy kicked a field goal and there was a penalty and you took it off the board. Right. So, you know, there, there's, you, you know, maybe he, for whatever reason, obviously he felt better. You know, maybe he was just ride, riding the momentum. Some guys just go with their gut. My gut tells me, hey, let's go after these guys. Well, it's funny because, in, and I agree with you on that, but it's funny when people try to second-guess that decision, that's exactly oh, yeah. what they bring up is the momentum of the game, and they try to say that analytics can't account for the feel of the game, which it was. I mean, it was definitely in the 49ers' favor at that point in time. But let me illustrate real quick mm-hmm. what, what you're, you're talking about here. Uh, yeah. Badgley is, is by no means automatic. So 46 and 58 is a little bit shorter than what I'm about to tell you here, but mm-hmm. – He's 38.5% from 50 yards or more, okay. so just okay. behind. They converted right at almost yeah. a 50% clip 
on fourth down. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Lions did. So, you know, in his mind, the, the odds were better that they could make that than that Badgley was going to make the well, kick. Right or wrong, that was the, the percentages sure. that he – that was the in, information he had. Now, whether he's a, a guy that's good enough with numbers to spit those exact numbers back out there, you don't know. But something's telling his gut and his – you know, that, that, hey, you know, I'd rather go for it and let this guy try to kick one right now. Something's telling him that, whether it be, you know, some guys can compute numbers. Some guys don't even want to hear them and, know, I, I wa- and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. I left hearing him after the game, too. What did he, 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 he say? He told the guys that, you know, there's no guarantee we get back here, which that's going to uh-huh. strike some people as cruel. But that's just, it, no, isn't that the God's reality. honest truth? Yeah. That's a reality. Yeah. I mean, th- again, this is a this is a gritty, tough guy that has is, has imposed his will on that franchise and developed a culture of what you just saw. Now, it's the same. I was pulling for him. I have nothing against, you know, San Francisco. I thought Detroit's such a great story and, and the whole deal. It was it wanted him to win and, and a little bit of experience with Campbell. But from the standpoint of, you know, he's just being real. I mean, there's decisions that will have to be made in free agency. There's decisions that will have to be made financially. Uh, there'll be decisions that he has to make with coaches, all those kinds of things. So it, it never guarantees you anything. It really doesn't. Sure, I, I was I was pulling for him, and, and quite honestly, I, I was I was hoping they would they would win the game. But from that standpoint, I don't blame Campbell for 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 being. I think that's he's being himself. If you do if you do anything else, you know how many times do we replay things and a guy sounds like a BS artist about eighty percent of the time, to me. You know, and, and having known some of these guys, I'm thinking, the guy's BS in the microphone. I know he is because I know the guy. You know, Campbell is, does not come across that way and didn't in his postgame and didn't when he decided to, to go for it instead of kick it. No, that's one thing I like about him is he will tell you the truth. I mean, he's he, he's going to say it. He even said it before the game that we're going to make some bad mistakes uh, and it's just going to be about over well, overcoming them. What kind of coach will, will tell you that? I mean, ex- Exactly. A guy that's real. Probably some guy that played offensive tackle that – you know, is a wants to bite your kneecaps off and all this kind of stuff and, <laughs> and, and, and the whole deal. I mean, it just wants to be very realistic about something, you know, all that. People would love to have it both ways, though, because I heard a lot of the same people, Pat, who oh, praised sir. him oh, for his aggressiveness oh, all yeah. season long, questioned oh, yeah. the decision to go well, for a fourth down. And I just think that's hindsight. I just well, think it that's is. hindsight. I mean, hindsight's always really good. And the thing about it, and, and I guarantee you, Campbell knows that. I mean, hindsight will drive you batty as a coach. You know, sure, you're going to – there's a difference between just kind of analyzing things or kind of why did we do this or what was my reasoning behind it or did I have reasoning behind it and just, again, just seconds. You know, like I say, if, if you know, if they, they hit one of those throws, obviously everybody's smart. He's, he's, a, he's a genius. Yeah, we're not talking about. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. 
It's always football season, wherever you listen. Seifert is probably one of the more overlooked, highly, highly successful coaches in NFL history. You know, he was a defensive coordinator out there for them with Walsh and had been around. I didn't really know him. I remember going out there to watch him practice way back when, when, when Walsh, I mean, when Seifert was a coordinator. Seifert takes over in 89, okay? I'm looking at Seifert's record now. Seifert goes 14 and 2, 14 and 2, 10 and 6, 14 and 2, 10 and 6, 13 3, okay, 11 5, 12 4. 14, the first year, 14 and 2 Super Bowl champions, 94, 13 and 3 Super Bowl champions. And you know, Matt, you really never hear his name, or I haven't, brought up with Hall of Fame stuff. No, you know, yeah, he, you don't. And 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 this, I mean, this is, I mean, the guy with the Forty Niners, gracious, he was, he was ninety eight and thirty, seven fifty six, you know, is his is his winning percentage, and you know, with you get into the, you know, the Bill Walsh stuff and everything, and it's it's amazing. I was just looking at, you know, see Walsh. If I can get it, Walsh was just a little bit over six hundred winning percentage, at, with when he was with the, when he was the head coach of the Forty ers you know, and um, Seifert Seifert is is an overlooked guy that was, you know, kind of nondescript. He was just a regular guy that really didn't ever do goofy things or crazy things or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, he has, and you in two Super Bowls. Yeah, and he has three rings as an assistant, too. How many guys yeah, have five, oh yeah. five exactly. rings total? Exactly. They're a great point. You know, the whole deal, and, and you just – I never hear anything anytime the, yeah. the the Canton Hall of Fame gets brought up that George Seifert ought to get in there. think that somebody would take up the banner. I'm sure they have at some point in time, but take it up again and, and get so – Seifert is very, very deserving of having a bust in Canton. No question. Uh, I want to ask you about the, the current 49ers coach, Kyle Shanahan. What do you think about this coaching matchup? Coming up in the Super Bowl. Well, it's it's I'm a it, it, it's I'm an Andy. I've known Andy for a long, long time, and if, I really don't know Shannon. Knew his father a little bit, but as far as is, you know, I, I've uh, first time I th- I'm trying to think when I the, in 1987 when when we Oklahoma State were playing uh, West Virginia in the Sun Bowl. Okay, Bob Stoll was the head coach at UTEP. Okay, Andy Reid was his offensive line coach. I mean, he had a whole lot of guys on his staff that went on to be successful head coaches. Anyway, we were working out in the Sun Bowl, you know, in the stadium. And I knew Stull from Washington. I'd known Bob for, from University of Washington. Anyway, Stull came down there and asked me, he said, you care if our coaches hang around and watch y'all practice? I said, Lord, no, love to have them. They can come in meetings if they want to. Whatever, it's your stadium, and we got a lot of – you know, anyway. So Andy and them were around there basically all week that we were in El Paso practicing in, in the Sun Bowl. And, and I and got to know him. And then, obviously, they, he goes with Stowe to Missouri. So they're in the Big Eight, you know, and you're competing against them then. And then just watching Andy and, and, and all them, Andy, go on. And, obviously, his stuff with Philly. And, and Andy Reid's a hell of a guy. He, he really is. Hey, he's a, he's a, he's kind of what you see, what you get. He's not a, again, a, he's one of these guys not a BS artist. Uh, was 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 really a, a ball coach, had a had a great career at Philly. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Fame guy. My goodness, yes. is he the only is he the only guy 
No, that that what's what's the deal that winning a world title with two? Oh, the winning is coach at two franchises. Isn't that what it is? I think that's it because that would be I, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to my knowledge, yeah. nobody has ever won. Right. A there's there's only been in, what him and Parcells. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, guys, but right, that, that right, have right. even coached in a Super Bowl with two different teams. Right. Nobody, to my knowledge, has won a Super Bowl as a head coach with two different teams. Two different you teams. Know, Reed, yeah. got, Reed got the Eagles there, but they, they weren't able to beat the Patriots. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they've won the mm-hmm. NFC Championship right, so many right, times. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right, yeah. Pat. I think he is the winningest coach in, in both Philadelphia and Kansas City history. Or at least yeah, got, he, got there a bunch of times. He's hey, a, he, he's yeah, a regular guy, and, and again, I heard – one of y'all talk about here this morning or some other, you know, I mean, he's had a, you know, a lot of tough things have happened. Yeah, that kid of his is in the slammer. Yeah. Remember they had the yeah, car Yeah, that was a bad situation. Britt, I think his name bad is. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the whole thing and, you know, some drug issues with the family. And he's had a, a kind of a tough go of it off the field. He is an awfully good guy. If you run into him tomorrow. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna have a good conversation with him. Really, a good. Well, guy. he's the here's the stat I think you were looking for, a Coach. He's the only coach in NFL history who's won 100 games with two teams. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I think he's that's got 258 what I'd see. wins there you total. Go. There you go. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty good mouthful right there. <laughs> it you know, is. As far as, yeah, you know, and, and he's a. How much longer he'll do it? Don't know. You know, I've worried about his. He's had some health issues off and on a little bit, but awfully, awfully good guy. Really solid guy. It's making enough commercial money, he could probably just retire on on the, on that alone. But uh, well, no, his go, his head coach salary is obviously nice too. Go do TV or what have yeah. you in, in the whole deal. And now he is a bit of a he is another one of these guys that's a bit of a gym rat. You know, he, he just kind of is. So I I, I read one time that he sleeps right? like three hours a night. That's so much film that he is watching and how much prep that he is doing that he only sleeps three hours. Well, a night. it's that you know the, the 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 couch in the coach's office or the cot up there and yeah. all that kind of stuff and. And you get to, I can't remember exactly how old he is. You get to a certain point now, you better be careful with that kind of stuff. You, you know, you'll drop dead. Well, there's been some whispers about that. I don't think anything real substantial, but I think people just wondering, could this be it for, for Andy Reid? Well, if it is, they I mean, win what a run. It, if, they, if they win it, you know, sure. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. So oh, this thing's got, this thing's got, you know, real interesting ball game on. I Again, I don't know Shanahan, know his father, you know, and everything. I really don't know this one. Um you know, but, but um, you know, but I, I would, I guess, pull for Kansas City simply because I know Andy and them a little bit better. But I don't get all bent out of shape on that. I hope it works all good for, for both of them. I mean, it's a, what'd you, you know, what do you think of Brock Purdy yesterday, especially in the second half? Seeing him extend drives by running the ball, you know, it's not really what you expect well, when you think of Brock Purdy. That time he, you know, he actually showed a burst that one run. Yeah, yeah he did. That, that you that you hadn't seen. Really, I mean, we've seen him run, and we've seen we've seen him run in college. I don't remember there was a little bit of a, a little bit of a wow factor, you know, when he took off and, and ran with the ball. This is not going to sound right, and I don't mean for it to be real mean or, or sexist or anything else. There is a wow factor with his mom too. Now the the. Uh, the cameras uh, like it, her, don't they? The cameras like they her. Like they really do. They really do. <laughs> I was being a being a bad soul that I am. I was just looking at images of Brock Purdy's mother. So, so yeah, she and the camera do well together. <laughs> That's so, right. Anyhow, they find yeah. her not as much as they find Taylor Swift, but it's she's not Quite super far behind. Yeah, not yeah, incredibly she's kinda far in there. Behind, yeah, so. that's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly so, right. Uh, yeah. And, and then and I thought too the second half yesterday. I mean, you're wondering, you know, I mean, are, are they going to have any? 
answers here and to score, what was it, 27 yeah, unanswered in the I second know. half? I mean, mm. you, you wonder what that halftime speech was or if it, I mean, I mean, is that all a bunch of, do people go crazy in those situations or is it a very well, calm thing normally, just oh, get your bleep done or what is it? It just depends. If you've gone out there and gotten a bunch of penalties and missed a bunch of tackles and or blown coverages right, or right. busted a sign, yeah, somebody's probably going to throw, throw a helmet through a chalkboard. You can get yeah. that kind of deal. If you're, if you're, if you know, if, if you got to this point, these guys are usually not slugs. Obviously, the Kansas City kids are, you know, have been around in, in the whole deal. And, and, uh, uh, you know, so I doubt if there was really any, any real hollering and yelling that went on. I really, I, I wouldn't think so. Hey, speaking of, so. speaking of cameras finding people, too, I should have brought this up a minute ago. Uh, Barry Sanders was getting a bunch of screen time. And I felt, you know, I mean, it was cool to see him there and you wish for a different result. But, well, I would assume, you know, he'll he'll probably be the coin toss guy for the the Super Bowl, and should. I mean, the you know, the, and, and you know, Barry Barry being Barry, he probably doesn't care. I didn't see they didn't show the coin toss, did they? On television, or did I miss it? He was out there for. I saw him. He, I saw him some Montana. video later. Him and Montana were out him, there. Yeah, yeah. him and Montana, Montana were out yeah. there. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you know. I was looking for that, and and my wife would say, "Well, Sanders will be out there for the coin toss," and then all of a sudden they're lining up to kick the ball off. And wait a minute, we didn't see the coin toss. But I would assume, depending on how they do it, you know, and everything, the uh, uh, you know, with the, with the Super Bowl, and good for him. You know, here again, the guys, either he or Jimmy Brown's the best, the the, the best back has ever played the game, probably. And not probably they are one of those two, and and uh, you know he never got to into Super Bowl and all this kind of stuff. So good, good for him. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out, and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. And I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. <laughs> I get to walk into. <laughs> A restaurant go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Now it's time to find out who made the biggest splash in sports this weekend. Brought to you by Aquascape Pools. Call 478-POOL to talk to a pool professional. Aquascape Pools. Outdoor living is their passion. It's who made the biggest splash in sports this weekend on WWLS, the sports animal. McCaffrey to his right. Jennings goes in motion. They both go out. Purdy steps up in the pocket. Runs away from his sack. Purdy runs for a first down. Cuts back inside. He dives down to the line and tries. 27-yard line. And one of the better rushes of the game by Aiden Hutchinson. Just bull rushing off of the offense's right on Colton McKibbins. Jim Mitchell is in. They give it to Mitchell off the right side. Pushing for the goal line. Is he in? Touchdown! 34-24. Elijah Mitchell made it after he made it into the end zone after a three-yard run. Brock Purdy helped him out with that scramble. Aquascape Pools, who made the biggest splash? The San Fran 49ers moving on to the Super Bowl to face yep. Andy Reid and the Chiefs. That's Pat can Jones, I, Matt Ravison, and Matt Meyer here in the studio. Go ahead, Coach. Matt, no, I was, excuse me. Can I make my personal biggest splash? Absolutely. Yes. I don't know whether you all caught it or not. With the uh, Kansas City-Baltimore game, obviously the game is in Baltimore. Did you hear the Morgan State choir sing the national anthem? Did you either win I did not, no. I heard it, a little bit of that, oh, Pat. It was amazing. It, it, oh, my gosh. If you, if you want to do yourself a favor, pull it up and listen to it. You know, I mean, it's obviously it's a classic song of our country and everything. They had their robes on. 
they didn't get away much. It was a pretty straight version of it. But, you know, all the, they turn it loose. My goodness. You know, and obviously the, place in, the game's in Baltimore, and the place is going bonkers, and they're singing too. But do yourself a favor. That's my, that's my, my biggest splash is, is the Morgan State Choir singing the national anthem at the, at the Baltimore-Kansas City game. Yeah, the uh, HBCU there in, in Baltimore, mm-hmm. Maryland, uh, Morgan yep. State University. That yep. was amazing. Yep. I mean, I would, like, let's go ahead and get them in the Super Bowl. I, and, and Reba, yeah, thank you. Reba's thank fine. You. But like I, that was amazing, right? right. Reba and all the inter- yeah, they're all they're all great and they're great entertainers and everything else. But these youngsters from Oregon State, amazing. I, oh, did they dial it up? My goodness. Anyway, you ever seen a catch like Brandon Ayuk made in, in that one where it went off the dude's face mask? It looked like a sure interception, which that would have obviously altered the whole dynamic oh, of the game. Gosh. That bounces off and then he he ends up catching it for a fifty yard gain. You ever seen anything like that? I've seen balls bounce up. I'm trying to remember exactly when I was thinking, trying to think of that yesterday when I saw the replay of it and, and I, i've seen you know as, as far as those kinds of catches or the the great one-handed or, or things i don't know that's about as that's about as freakish as any of them i think i've ever seen just one of those you, know? you see and that's like almost destiny right. like okay at that point yeah, you think that right. they're they're wow. gonna win that game mm-hmm. uh one other thing i want to ask you about about the 49ers is they do something that not a lot of teams do anymore in the NFL, very, very few, which is they utilize their, their fullback, uh, and they utilize him a lot. Yeah, Kyle Juszczyk well, was big in that game yesterday. Well, a lot of them now, see, that's where you, you know, don't even have a, full, a, a quote, quote, fullback on the roster with a 40, you know, with 54 or, or 47 men. That's where they use the extra tight end. That's where when you hear me say those tight ends, you know, all you got to do is take a tight end and take him, let him take one step back and motion into the backfield, and technically he's become a fullback, assignment-wise. Right, you know, right, and, right. And, so, and that gets, you know, what you teach those guys, but do you – and that's an interesting discussion. You know, they're – you know, they get up under center a lot more than some of these other guys do, 49ers, which is which – is, you know, they've got more of a package of under center – with legit two backs, one of which is being a, a fullback. And that kid can catch the ball. You know, I mean, he can catch it. But, but you know, and he, he's not really a, a, a quote, quote, uh, you know, ball carrier. But, but the guy's a versatile guy. you got to be pretty smart because you know pass, you got no pass protection. And at times, they shift him up, and he really becomes a tight end. So you gotta yeah, have some. Yeah. You gotta you gotta have some sense to do that. But 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 again, it's interesting. The moment that a tight end takes a step back and motions into the backfield, theoretically he's he a becomes he's a fullback. Yeah. You know, yeah. with a, assignments definition. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, and 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 you got you get into pass protection and all that, and that's one reason. People don't do it because the guy's got to be pretty smart because you get into pass protections. So you motion the guy back there, and all of a sudden they blitz, and you got guys running at you from every every kind of direction. You got to know who to block. It takes a Harvard guy then, oh, huh, oh, to, uh, to play yeah, fullback, which is where uh, where, where Kyle Yusuf right. went. Yeah, uh, yeah, there, there you go. Well, and he you played gotta, tight end for Harvard. Actually, you, he's converted. You, okay, there you go. Well, you got to have some sense. You know, I mean, yeah. from an assignment standpoint, you you got to be pretty sharp enough to to figure out concepts and to know what you're supposed to to be doing. And like I say, you know, how many times have we seen it, Matt? We it it just bugs me to no end. Even at at the highest level, you'll have guys out there that don't know where to get lined up. Yeah, I've told Matt this. Yeah. I, I, you know, with, with 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 the 22 guys at any point that are on the field at any time. I, I bet you a lot of money at least there's at least one guy out there that doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. 
which that probably boggles people's minds here in that. How could that be possible? Well, on this just, level, because you you know you because there's some out there that I mean everybody out there's not a Harvard grad. I'm, you know what I mean? Sure. Being, yeah. Being no question. Kinda, being kind of kind about that, but yeah. you get into yeah. you get into how much they got to know in the volume of what they're getting taught, and then you get into you know do you know concepts, uh, and and all that kind of stuff. And and this is where I mean I've taught I've had to teach guys, that either free agents or or whatever, and, and and you know that gets a little bit hairy and and, and all this kind of stuff. And that's why guys have wristbands. Sometimes those wristbands are actually telling them what to do, you know. When so you get to moving around and and and, and all that sort of thing, and it's you think, well, wait a minute, now these are these are highly paid professional players. I mean, watch. I mean, about half the time, it, those wideouts or tight end or whoever doesn't know whether they're off or on the line of scrimmage. Watch them get lined up sometime. And you're when they'll look around at the other guy and somebody's giving them a, a backup sign or a move-up sign or some kind of thing, that means that cat doesn't know where to line up. Nobody's now, doing. Now, you're probably having to teach him about three different positions, too, if you get too cute with your personnel groupings. You know, and that gets hairy on a good day. Sure. So, and, and you got to be so careful about doing that at the at the moment of truth. Do you want guys out there that you're really not real sure, you know, that they know what they're doing? All about trust. All about trust. That's that's a great breakdown there. Hey, tomorrow, coach, I want to ask you about the. I don't know if logistics is the right word, but having a Super Bowl in Las mm-hmm. Vegas is is pretty mm. unique. That's novel. Uh, the NFL has some rules regarding gambling and all that, and and certainly that's a, a town where you can. There's some stuff to do <laughs> oh, at night. I will just well, put it that way. Well, you remember not too long ago. I know we got to get out of here, but yeah, Matt yeah, and I've yeah. talked about this. You know, it wasn't too long ago, Matt. They made Romo not have a ball card deal out there. Yeah. Remember that? That wasn't oh, that yeah. long ago. Yeah. And now you're playing Super Bowl. At some point, at some point, will they have every one of them out there? I doubt it. Yeah, every one of them. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet they're out there often, though. I'll, Very be, I'll often. bet there it turns into like. Well, you get into hotel rooms and yeah, and the, the, the obvious and yeah. A, yeah. a nice stadium and everything, and here you go. I I, I would say this: it's got to be in the regular rotation of like New Orleans, Miami, you know, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm surprised, and I know that. Um, they had some some winter weather down there. I'm surprised Dallas hadn't had another one. I guess they, you know, after is it the, because of that weather? It, they're scared of that happening I guess. again. I, I, Even though that was like be, once in a ten year you know, deal. Down also there. had some problems with some seating down there too. Yeah. Maybe they weren't yeah, real pleased. Yeah, with yeah, Well, when that ice fell off the roof, it fell on somebody. Yeah, know? maybe yeah. maybe that's why it hadn't been. Well, back they have down so many there. events around the Super Bowl, and it, what I remember of that is like every right. single one of those parties right. and events had sure. to be canceled because of the weather. And I think maybe the NFL is scared. Yeah, maybe so. But that only happens once every decade in Dallas. So anyway, Vegas would be a logical place to have. Vegas would make sense. Oh yeah. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.